0: Perfect. Well, thank you very much. You can all hear me. Wonderful. I'm afraid today I'm going to go full on street preacher on you all. So I can only apologise. I've got the mic, I've got the Bible passage, we're talking about hell and the judgment and the day of judgment. So it's going to be great. We'll have good fun and don't heckle me. Great stuff. So I'm just going to quickly read Psalm 1 uh, and then we're going to pray. Um, So. And we all know it because we've been studying it. But blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away and in the verse that we're studying today therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous for the lord knows the way of the righteous and the way of the wicked will perish well, Father, we pray for the next 15 minutes. We, uh, we pray that this wouldn't necessarily be a message of doom and destruction, but this would be a message where your spirit is moving through us, where your spirit is moving our hearts. He is convicting us. He is loving us. He is teaching us more about you and showing us the glorious truth of your gospel. I pray that you would work through the words that I speak, uh, and you would go beyond the words that I speak, that you would move through them in ways that I could not do by myself. Oh, Amen. Well, hopefully everyone knows who I am. I'm Pete. I'm 20-something, 25. Um, that's my wife. Yeah, you, all, you all know who I am. Um, and Graham gave me the wonderful job of preaching this very tricky verse. Uh, I apologise if it's a little bit coarse. It's not the lightest of subjects. Um, But at the same time, I don't really feel like I need to balance it out with some light, fluffy message. Um, So yeah, the the crux of my message today is this. That sinners outside of Christ will rightfully suffer the wrath of God on the day of judgement. And it is this truth that brings such glorious joy to our gospel. It is this truth that brings us to our knees and worship our creator, our God, the great I am. So, to the psalm. We start with the word, therefore. um, Previously, we hear of how the righteous man, he is planted by streams of water. He produces good fruit in its season and he prospers in all that he does. In contrast, we go on to hear about how the wicked are not so. Uh, They are like chaff blown around by the wind. And therefore, they will not stand in the judgment because they are not planted in streams of water. They will not stand in the day of judgment because they do not produce fruit in its season. They do not stand in the day of judgment because they do not prosper. Or at least, they do not prosper in the ways that have actual value. They might have monetary fruit. They might have prosperity. But in this world, even the finest diamond will one day perish. In the face of eternity, material wealth and prosperity is just like the sinner who owns it. It is chaff in the wind. So the wicked will not stand in the day of judgment. But what exactly is this day of judgment? Um... So I'm just going to read some scripture first. Uh, Amos five eighteen to 20. Woe to you who desire the day of the Lord. Why would you have the day of the Lord? It is darkness, not light. As if a man fled from a lion and a bear met him. Or went into the house, leaned, against, leaned his hand against the wall and a serpent bit him. Is not the day of the Lord darkness and not light? And gloom with no brightness in it. A day of wrath is that day, a day of distress and anguish, a day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet blast and the battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. I will bring distress on mankind so that they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood will be poured out like dust, their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them on the day of the wrath of the Lord. In the fire of his jealousy, all the earth shall be consumed. For a full and sudden end, he will make all of the inhabitants of the earth. That was Zephaniah 1, 15 to 18. And one happy verse more. You have wearied the Lord with your words, but you say, how have we wearied him? By saying, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord and he delights in them. Or by asking, where is the God of justice? Behold, I will send my messenger and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the lords of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, like a fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and define them like gold and silver. They will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old and in former years. Then I will draw near to you for judgment." I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, against those who oppress the hired worker in his wage, the widow and the fatherless, against those who thrust aside the sojourner. And do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts, for behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day is coming that shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts. And that I will leave them neither root nor branch. On that glorious, frightful day, Jesus Christ will sit on his throne and he will judge each and every human being. And those found to be wicked, those found to have sinned against God will not stand in the judgment and they will be cast into hell. And you might be thinking that's a little bit extreme. And you might be thinking that's a little bit doom and gloom. Surely no one deserves that kind of punishment. How can a good God, a loving God, send his own creation to perish for eternity? And uh, some people try and work their way out of this question. Um, They say, maybe hell doesn't exist. Or they say... um, hell does exist but only because God loves us so much that he begrudgingly allows us his creation to go the way that they want so on the day of judgment there will be a question asked and he will say you know what is your desire and they will either choose him or sin but unfortunately uh, we know that it is not from ourselves that we are Saved. It's not from anything like that. But ultimately it's from God that we are saved. It is, as we have already read, it is from his own wrath that we are saved. Why? Because we have fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned against our creator. God is holy. God is blameless. He is without fault. He is glorious. He is perfect. And he can have no part in sin. He detests it. God, unfortunately, does not love the sinner. He abhors him. Uh, Psalm 5, verses 4 to 5 says, You are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell in you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. Psalm eleven five says, The Lord tests the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked. And the one who loves violence. What about me and you, though? You may be thinking, I'm not a bad person, I do good things, you know, I give to charity, I do all the wonderful things, I'm nice to my wife, I do the washing up most of the time. Um, Well, to that I ask, have you ever sinned? Well, then, if you have, then you have rebelled against your Creator your perfect God who is so deserving of our worship, so deserving of our affection and our praise and glory. Romans 3 verses 23 says, For we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 1, furthers this idea, saying that everyone is without excuse. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of man or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking; their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanging the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, and birds, and animals, and creeping things. So, where are we at? The, therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment. We, the wicked which is all of humanity, will not stand in the day of judgment. We will be found guilty of rebellion against God, which all of us have actively, knowingly pursued. And all of us will be condemned to hell for eternity. Smashing. So uh, in the second bit of of the, the verse that we have, it says, Nor will sinners stand in the congregation of the righteous. So we've already established that all of us are sinners. But in the second verse, we hear that there are two parties on the day of judgment. There is a congregation of righteous. And how is this so? We know that all men have fallen short, that there are none without excuse, and that God abhors the sinner and will punish him. But we have our beautiful, glorious, saving work of Jesus Christ and his death on Calvary. And his resurrection here we have the most incredible story of redemption the gospel the greatest story in the world Jesus Christ who is fully God as we've just read in in the Nicene Creed one of the three persons of the Trinity enters the world in the appearance of sinful flesh or human but is in fact without sin he breaks every perception that the, the Jews had for their Messiah. He raises the dead, he heals the sick, and he announces that the kingdom of God has arrived. He is sentenced to death and crucified on a cross. He dies not for his own sin but and is faultless, but he dies for the sins of his people, his creation. As he dies, he bears the weight of the full wrath of God against his people. Christ is crucified that day for every sin we have ever done, are doing, or ever will do. When we stand on the day of judgment, our sins have been blotted out. We stand not in our own righteousness, for if we did, we could not stand. But we stand clothed in Christ and his righteousness. It is through Christ alone that we are saved from the wrath of our creator and are freed to worship him, to glorify him, and to live in communion with him. How then are are we to be found on the day of judgment? How do we stand in the congregation of the righteous and not fall in that of the wicked? One last scripture I have is is Ephesians 2, 1-10 Being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places of Jesus Christ, so that in the coming age he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are all his workmanship, created in Jesus Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in there. The Christian has been saved by grace through faith, which is in turn a gift from God. We could never earn our salvation. When we try and get through things in our own merit or good deeds, we realize that we fall so very short. We realize that Jesus Christ is the answer. It's his righteousness that we stand in. When we do stand on that day of judgment, we stand in his righteousness. We stand clothed in him and not our own. So, yes, that was very short. I always seem to plough through my notes very fast, but that's okay. Um, Yes. So, Father, we thank you so much. We thank you that you are a loving God. You love us so very much. You hold us in your arms. You hold us in the shadow of your wings. But we also thank you that you are righteous. You are blameless. You are holy. And that you will judge the living and the dead. We thank you that though we have sinned against you. You have made a way for us to stand on that day. Not in our own righteousness. Not by anything that we have done. But in your own righteousness. In the righteousness of Christ. This glorious gospel. We thank you. You are wonderful God. You are glorious. Amen. Oh, man.